Welcome to the 20 Podcast. I'm your host, DJ Spider. Today, we have a very different podcast going on, a very different episode of the 20 Podcast. Just like DJs have been doing since the beginning of time, since the beginning of our careers, we're adapting and evolving to the world around us. And right now, we are on this kind of lockdown because of the coronavirus, and so we're Still making this shit happen. We're doing a video chat style, all right? Huge thank you to the team at BeatSource for making this possible. And um, they still have all their curated playlists. They're, they're going nonstop, putting stuff up for you. All the new music's coming out, and the 20 playlist is still up there. But today, we will not be going over the songs because we can't <laughs> figure out how to get the audio in there. But hopefully by next week we will. But we got someone dope on the show who makes music. I'm going to tell you about him. Uh, he's a really dope DJ and producer. He's somebody that could do it all. He makes his own music. He's got tons of stuff coming out, collabs with other people. And um, this guy has gone from being an open format DJ and a tour DJ for some of your favorite artists to being an artist and a producer himself who's killing it in the trap and dubstep scene. Um, please give it up right now for JCO. Hey, hey, what up, y'all? What up? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> JCO. It's good, brother. Was good. Yo, thank you for being here in my computer. <laughs> Thank you for being at your own house. Yeah, <laughs> Yo, thank you for being here in your own house, in your studio. <laughs> this is like an episode of Cribs. You can like show us around and yeah. <laughs> be like, actually, Redman had the best episode of Cribs, so, and you're connected to him. So. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, dope. Well, yeah, like I said, we are in our houses. Everything has been canceled. The whole earth is being canceled as we speak. Um, obviously, you know, our hearts go out to everyone's affected by it. Um, you know, health wise, we want everyone to be safe. Um, but man, this shit is crazy. Um, I mean, it's like insane, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, every, it's like, you're like, shout out to everyone affected by it. Literally every person on the fucking world is affected by it right now. Everyone. Yeah. From, from, you know, just literally everyone from, you know, be, us as DJs and people yeah. who do shows, the people who work under us, the people who stock the bathroom. It's just like, it's endless how many people are out of work right now. It's so just crazy. stuck at home. I know. So it's, it's a fucked up time, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And like, I know. And DJs do have a tendency to be like, yo, what happened to me? You know, and I've been seeing everyone like, and I'm like, yo, everyone's out of work. Restaurants, like literally, I mean, the more yeah. you think about it, the crazier it is, the amount of people. Everyone's going to be yeah. end up working at the grocery stores and selling toilet paper. By the yeah, but on the restaurant tip, like I know you have family who are in the restaurant business. My brother's yeah. a chef. He just, his last day of work was yesterday. Yep. It's like everyone is fucked right now. <laughs> I know. So hopefully this staying in the house thing, we're doing the right thing and we can all kind of come back and get back to work. And, you know, I'm, I mean, hopefully this teaches us something. I, we are forced to be in our house with either alone or with our family. Yeah, I think, or, yeah, I think people are going to come out as better people at the end of this. That's I the hope. one thing. Yeah. I feel, I feel like, like I am already, I'm already like, you know, I give you so much time to reflect on, the shit you're doing and have done and what works and what hasn't worked make changes and like you have enough time to really reset your whole shit so totally you know, i agree you gotta you gotta use this time wisely like you don't just sit at home and get high and play video games all day which is cool and definitely <laughs> yeah. do that yeah but you got like, time you know, for that <laughs> but like make sure you're working on yourself and your craft learn something new like me i've been making like multiple tracks a day just like just keep making and creating and that's you know dope. at the end at the end of this you're gonna have a whole catalog of shit that you didn't have before that you didn't have time to do before and just like exactly do that shit yeah <laughs> exactly yeah all the time you've been saying like oh well i'm too busy but i want to start a side project or do this yeah. or that or, or even clean okay. my studio yeah, yeah. I mean, all that shit people are like especially on the production tip a lot of you know djs like myself before have like dabbled in Ableton and like never really took a deep dive. It's like, now you have, you got the time. You're, yeah, not, going, the time. you're not going anywhere. 
you know, like look at some tutorials. I actually, if anyone out there who's watching this, like really wants to learn, learn, I have, I know a few like close homies who are doing online teaching tutorials, like one-on-one -on -one that would be definitely worth it in this time. Oh yeah. And would help you out or not you specifically or you specifically. Just no, anyone, out, <laughs> anyone out there, you know, it also helps, you know, the, cause you're getting something for that. And then whatever, you know, person is teaching you, it's helping them out. Cause obviously they can't tour and do work. So like everyone. Exactly. Wins. Yeah. If you could be helping them out. Yeah. Helping them live their life and pay their bills. And they're setting you up for the future. In a few months, you end up coming out with dope music, you know, exactly. using their skills. Who, who are some of those people? Can you shout them out or. Uh, well, there's a lot of people. I mean, off top, our boy B-Sides, you know, has always been doing that. Yeah, B-Sides, um, I, I mean, one of the best teachers yeah, and producers. I know, yeah, I know my boy Bijou's doing it. Um, Company's doing it. My boy Dialed In is doing it. Um, so Basically, almost everyone. Cause, I mean, everyone is just like, how the fuck am I going to make money? Like if, you didn't, like, if you didn't have a savings going into this shit, like, you're really shook right now. Totally. And I know the government today proposed this, like, kind of stimulus thing to give like everyone a thousand dollars but like what i mean that's cool what the fuck's a thousand dollars gonna do right yeah. yeah especially like it depends where you live but shit yeah. shit can be expensive but even and, still yeah. like maybe it'll cover your rent but like that's not right anything else yeah like yeah. i appreciate i'll take what i can get and like people yeah. you know i heard they're gonna defer rent like you don't have to pay rent for a few months but you're still gonna end up having to pay it later so it's dope it it helps yeah. you now but you're like, we all work in this way where you got to keep working to make the money, you know? Like, I know. I don't, it's like, who takes the L? Like, right. Like, I feel like everyone, if some people lose, everyone should lose, but it's, you know, it's fucked. Like, I mean, you have houses, like we don't, we can't just not pay our mortgage. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know we can't like not pay our taxes. You know, all of these bills are still coming in, even if yeah. they're deferred, like, how are we going to make up for this lost time and lost money? You know, like, yeah, knows. no, it's crazy. It, literally every, I want to say every day it's different, but it's almost like every few hours. If you check the news, you're like, okay, everything just changed again. Yeah. It's nonstop. <laughs> it really is. Um, yeah. And I mean, well, that was something I was going to ask you about. Like, like you said, like what, you know, hopefully some people saved up like, this is what people talk about. They say, yo, make sure you save your money. You never know what's going to happen, you know, and people are like, yeah, whatever. It's hard, yeah. you know, easier said than done. But really, when you get to a situation like this, you're like, holy yeah. shit, I should have I mean, it. even people imagine like scenarios like, oh, I didn't get X amount of gigs this month or this or that. I only made this. It's like still enough to squeak by. But this shit is just like zero money for anyone. Zero. Yeah. Everyone's fucked. It's just like. Right. You know, like, thankfully, like, I have a, you know, my dad is going to help me out and I've, you know, saved my own money and I know I'll be able to come out on the other side and be okay, but, like, it's yeah. still putting a lot of stress on me and a lot of stress on my other DJs and producers who may not have, you know, have money saved up or be able to get by. But, and at the same time, like, even though I have saved money and have whatever fucking who knows how long this shit's going to last. Yesterday, Trump was talking about this could be up until August. We, right. Like this July, August. Like that's yeah. a long time. You know, like people it's crazy. Are people are, I think people are going to be creative, you know? And I mean, there's, there's so many levels to it. You know what I mean? Like I have a yeah. kid and a wife and like we're home doing yeah. homeschooling and everyone's yeah. like, yo, you got to make beats all day. I'm like, okay. I also yeah. now have a school in my house that I need to run. Yeah. Well, you're, like, a, you're a dad. That, it's a whole different ball. Yeah, it's like it's all crazy. Dad. And with the bills and who relies. And I want to keep everyone's mind state in like a good right. mind state because I don't know what the ramifications of staying in your house are for that long. Yeah. <laughs> like I know as DJs, we're used to it, but still, yeah. this is next level. It's also hard to be creative sometimes. Like when this first went down, I was like trying to make music and I just right. like my mind wasn't there. But just of within course. the last two days – I'm back in the groove. I'm like, all right, I'm fucking hammering shit out and made like probably five tracks in the last two days. 
Good. So, yeah, you have. I think you have to go back to the thing you love and the thing you can control, and that's how yeah. you're going to have your sanity within all this. You could sit on Twitter yeah. all day long, yeah. and you're going to feel like shit at the end of the day. But luckily know? for us as DJs and producers, like our whole craft was built in the bedroom, you know, in the yeah. studio. So like we're even training our whole lives. Our skill set was built on practicing at home. Yeah. So now you have more times. I think by the end of this, like people be better be fucking nasty <laughs> at DJing and producing by the end of this. Like if you still suck after the quarantine, like fucking quit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's going to be interesting to see who comes out of this and what. And I mean, but, but like I said, the creativity, I think that the DJs are DJs because of their creativity. And so they need to apply that to the situation more than just oh, I'm going to practice scratching, like, utilize that creativity to come up with some other ways for things to do, come up with new uh, series to post online, and just anything, things we never thought of, I think, are going to come out of this, I hope, and uh, and use this as a lesson for the future, you know, like, get investments, get multiple revenue streams, that anything you could do to yeah. be getting extra money some other way, yeah. and thinking about other stuff. And it doesn't I, have to be like, I have a day job, like it could be just being creative you are, like you are with the produce, you know, producing yeah. and DJing. I think also like, as weird as it is, like this whole scenario, like the, the real ones are gonna, gonna shine when it's all said and done, because people who've been faking the funk, and their heart's not really in it, like, they're not going to do shit in this time and they're going to fall off when everyone else who's really real with the shit is going to come out like twice as strong. Right. And hopefully like we've been in a climate where there's too many DJs and too many producers Yeah. where, you know, I'm not that I'm saying if you, if you're into it and you love it, like do it forever as good as you are. What if your heart's in it? But like, there's a lot of people who DJ and are quote unquote producers and DJs for all the wrong reasons. It'd yeah. be nice to weed those fuckers out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know it's weird. I see it two different ways. Like on one hand, like, yeah, we've been, we had been sitting in our bedrooms for years just practicing. So we're used to this and also we love it. So we're going to do it no matter what. So when this is over, we're going to come back and do it. Yeah. But on the other hand, some of those people that aren't necessarily real come from a place of already having tons of money and be able to weather the storm and hopefully it doesn't kill some of the real people and let the other people come through, you know? It's like, yeah, that's true. Or it might give time for, like, legions of terrible whack people to <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to learn how to DJ at this time. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so, actually, fuck. We, we don't know what's going to happen. We might, like, we, might, we might be doomed, actually. We might be. That. We might be. This might give birth to the whack DJ virus that's going to infect <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> Someone called China. We need it. um yeah true oh my god so crazy so i mean you were going to obviously like i said you're producing you're doing all this stuff you were about to release a lot of music has this changed at all are you going to release things still um well it's i'm kind of figuring it out right now like i have a bunch of upcoming releases that you know are coming out on other labels that essentially have kind of halted their you know, what they're doing right now and just kind of re reevaluating the whole game plan for everything. Right. So everything I had slated to coming out will be coming out. It might be delayed a bit. Right. Cause people, there's a constant battle and conversation going on about is now a good time or a bad time to release music. I know it could be good because people have way more time on their hands to listen to things and talk about, you know, just absorb music. But right. on the other hand, everyone is just all they're talking about is the virus and what's going on with that. So right. people aren't, um, you know, really talking about other things outside of I know the world crumbling. But also, I think within like a week or two, once it's set in and everyone it's, it's more of the norm, it'll be like a much better time where people are going to be really reacting to music and absorbing right. it in a, in a good way. So I have like. I did a, a big remix for Rima, who's um, one of the biggest artists coming out of Africa right now. Yeah, I collaborated, so good. yeah, I collaborated with Henry Fong on actually, and um, that should be coming out in the next week or two. It's super dope remix pack. It's Major Laser, Matoma, and then me and Henry's is the remix wow. pack. So I'm super stoked to be part of that. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and then I have like a bunch of 
solo and collaborative uh, JZO records that are slated to come out soon and just kind of waiting on the dust to settle to see when the right time for those are and a thousand volt shit. So it's just a ton is done and right, right to come out, but we just got to, you know, at this time you have enough time to strategize and be smart with right. your releases and your game plans and strategies and right. make the shit work. Almost. Yeah. Maybe it's like certain types of music is better to be released now than others. Cause that's the other hard thing. A lot of the music that you put out is made for a huge yeah, room for and, a a lot, club yeah. and bass and subwoofers. Yeah. And not like, like a, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Cause like a super heavy, aggressive dubstep song. Like you don't want to listen to that in your crib while you're fucking cleaning. You right. Know, and I'm sure some like, people do. They yeah, want to put it yeah. on. They can have a concert in their house, but yeah, it's like, yeah. You look but forward to hearing like it live. A lot of, yeah, a lot of the music in that realm that I make is built for the live experience. I like know. people, obviously, it's built for the gym and getting pumped and fucking washed and fucking all this crazy headbanging shit. But when that's not happening, it's like, I still yeah. think all those kids and fans are sitting there and they want it. They want that shit, but it's still not the vibe right now. But thankfully, yeah. like my next release is like a, like a, a Moombaton. Oh, dope. In Island, fucking dope vocals, like world music style. So it's like, it's really going to, I think it's a perfect time for that to come out, especially since it's kind of on brand, off brand for like this, the JCO heavy shit I've been doing. So yeah. it was like, it was cool to do that. And like just today I finished, like I did a G House record with Bijou. Oh, dope. It's super dope. That would be like something that people could vibe to in this time of struggle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think maybe that could be it. You know, who knows? But I mean, people want it. Like you said, people are working out every day at home. They're they're doing things and trying to stay active, so they want to yeah. be pumped up. But it is it is like a weird. Um, I've seen a lot of people debating it online. Do I release music? Do you guys want it? You know, and will they get the response they want, or will they get a whole different response? It's it's crazy. Right. I think some people just have to do it. I mean, Childish Gambino came out the whole album out of nowhere. Yeah. But also, um, when you're when you're that big of an artist, like, people <laughs> are going to check it regardless. <laughs> yes, of course. And also, it seems like people forgot about it in like two minutes. I don't know. Jay Electronica and Jay Z album still uh, seems like it's pretty big. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, anything. I mean, it's been a minute for Jay Electronica, and anything that Jay Z's on, people are obviously going to fucking gobble. Yeah, that's like so weird to gobble. Thing. Fuck <laughs> says to, that gobble. They're about to gobble it down. <laughs> gobble his dubstep, dog. Yo, gobble his dubstep. Uh, <laughs> yo, hold that, hold that. <laughs> um, that is hilarious. Well, yeah, I mean, the um, yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we discussed the like save your money thing, so I think we can get past all that. But what's um, I I was say said before when we were introducing you, like you a while ago we're a tour DJ for like some really dope people from what mm-hmm. Sammy Adams to Wiz Khalifa. And I'm sure probably a to bunch a, more to every Boston rapper that ever. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> to like Sadat X and fucking Sean Price, rest in peace. And a lot of, yeah, a lot of rap tour DJing. Right. Yeah. You were like heavy in the hip hop scene and open right. format, of course, which yeah. just means you're a real DJ. I think, right. but, um, what was that like? I mean, did you like tour around the world and um with the rappers? Yeah. I mean, my my time as a rap DJ was at the time was very, you know, good and a learning experience, but like I remember like my first tour to Europe, I was DJing for uh Ed OG. Yeah. And he had just released his Ed OG and Pete Rock album and I'm like, "Oh shit, I get to play these Pete Rock things and everything's so cool." I'm like, Right. Backpacks, backpack scratch DJ. I'm like, this is amazing. And then they're like, yeah, we're going to pay you a hundred euros a show. And I'm like, <laughs> the time, you know, I was still in college at the time or just graduated. Right. And I just wanted the experience, which is cool. But of it was course. also part of this group that we had called Special Teams. We put out an album on uh, Duck Down Records. And it was like, Edo, um, Slain from the Coconoser, who's always also an actor in a bunch of movies and um right fucking jason oh yeah and a group called creators and like these guys just i was the young fucking white 
fucking DJ who got, you know, just was picked on nonstop. <laughs> like, granted, I only got 100 euros a show, and these fucking assholes, we're all boys now and laugh right. about this. But, like, they would make me collect 33.3 euros from each dude. I'm like, dude, just give me a fucking... <laughs> and then, like, one of the dudes would be, like, fuck with me and be like, yo, chill. Like, I got you next time. And I'm like, this is insane. So, <laughs> DJing... So, I had that experience. And, like, DJing for Wiz Khalifa was, on like, a great experience. Like, it was super early in his career. Like, pre... Right. Pre-black and yellow into black and yellow. Yeah. And he was just young and starting to pop the fuck off. And that was a dope experience. Um, but at the end of the day, like, from being... Uh, a tour DJ for rappers, like it's super fun. You get to do super awesome shit, play great shows, but it's, it's at the end of the day, like it's not about you at all. Right. You, get, you get minimal shine. If any, you yeah, get, you get paid sometimes less than the fucking lighting guy, you know, to, to, right. to tour DJ for rappers. <laughs> and it was just like, I hit a point where I was just like already starting to, you know, tour on my own doing like, you know, open format club gigs for decent money. And I had just bigger dreams of being just like a background DJ for someone else. And, right. you know, I just kind of retired that somewhat. I was, I think I, I was living in New York at the time when I just basically stopped DJing for rappers. Yeah. And I think it was, it was a good move for me, but at the same time, like I have a lot of friends who were DJing for, for rappers, like, you know, like Bonix is doing yeah. is still, and he's fucking killing it, touring every everywhere right. on private jets, and like TJ Mizell with ASAP Ferg and Lil Pump. Like these dudes are having a great time, but for me, like I I put in my time with that, and I'm just like I got to move on and just build my own lane because you know I feel like I have the capability to be my own star instead of like the backlight right. to someone else. Well, you, you've always been like that. I mean, I've known you for a long time and like, you've been, first of all, you're like one of the hardest working people in the world. I feel like you <laughs> never stop. <laughs> like Thank even you. when you weren't doing production, I mean, you were all, you've always been doing yeah. some type of Ableton edit production type yeah, thing since I've known sure. you, which has been forever, but you would, I remember you doing everything. I mean, from doing your super seven, mix yeah. series which i'll definitely want to get into a little bit later yeah. to entering master of the mix tv show and winning uh yeah. which i see that plaque in the background there um hey <laughs> <laughs> shout out to everyone kid capri and everyone there um but yeah you know what i mean i think you've you've really i don't know you know you you've gone that 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 you know you, you've always had faith in yourself as being an artist yeah. and i think you've taking time to figure out the, what you really want to do, but yeah. it's cool to see where you are now. You know what I mean? And like, um, yeah, like I, I think that, like I said, like you used to just tour, like tour with the people, hustle gigs, do all the stuff. You would do the super seven mixes, which I guess we could talk about it now. Like, so super seven, how'd you come up with that concept? Um, well, before before the first Super Seven mixes came out, I was already like pretty heavy in the mixtape game, right? Doing tons of like mashups. Like I had this thing called the Masters. Um, oh yes, which was like before a mashup was even a turn. It was me and DJ on and on. Rest in peace. He passed away probably four or five years ago from cancer. Oh, super sad. But but we were super early on like the kind of like mashup game. And like kind of like Z Trip style, just like blending genres and all that. And I'd been doing tons of different like rapper centric mixtapes from Best of Madlib, Best of Ninth Wonder. Like I used to work at undergroundhiphop.com and it was just super heavy making mixtapes. And I had a bunch of homies like yourself and like, you know, yeah. all all the all the homies who were killing it on just like the real DJ tip back then. And everyone's like, yo, let's do a mixtape, let's do a mixtape, and everyone would always want to do a mix, but you know, like actually taking the time to, you know, bang out a collaborative mix with someone else was a, a big right. task. Yeah. So I was like, what? I was like, how? At this time, I was burning fucking CDRs. I'm like, how can I fit the most amount of DJs on one CD? And I was like, DJs like 70, 80 minutes. Give right. every DJ roughly 10 minutes. Get seven DJs on the shit. Make it like sound clash. And I was like, boom, super seven. Yeah. Did the first one. Were you on the first one or second? Uh, I, I, I think maybe you're the on second. one of the you're on one of the early ones for sure. Yeah, 
for sure. But it was just like, once I did that, like, it was just crazy that, because I was, you know, I was living in New York at the time, and I had a few, like, DJ homies, you know, like you in L.A., but I was, I grew up in L.A., but I was, I moved a long time ago. I was in New York and had various, you know, dope DJ homies who were killing it, but not, like, super big notable. Like, at that time, I was just, like, struggling in New York to get gigs and, like, Right, you guys are on Dexter. I'm like, man, fuck, what is, you know, like. <laughs> but I was like, but I was like, what, what, what can I do to set myself apart and like do something that's gonna get noticed? Right. And I did the first volume, and from that point, like, people just started hitting me up from like, like I didn't even know fashion at the time, and fashion was like, yo, I gotta be on that, and like, and it was just like trickle effect to like opening doors to other DJs and artists that I didn't know before that wanted to be on my shit. And then I put it out and that yeah. kind of helped me expand my touring. Cause I would get these DJs and basically like all, all the DJs across the world knew about these mixes and would kind of fuck with me based on that. I'm like, yo, I love that. Uh, can I get on the next mix? I'm like, yo, I don't know about that, but, uh, trying to book me, <laughs> <laughs> trying to book me in your town. And maybe, you know, it's just like, and I built with, build a huge, like, you know, kind of like group of the dopest DJs around the globe, just based on that mix series. Yeah, and it grew to, grew to the point where fucking I was able to get Jazzy Jeff and Z Trip and all these big like from how I started as you know a true school turntablist, you know, right. real DJ to to get all those guys on it and they to be stoked about it. To now, I've kind of transformed it into where I'm at now, where it's more of a producer driven mix where i you know feature they're all djs and i make sure everyone is dope and there's no just like everyone i pick has to have flavor and be creative and bring something dope to the table but it's just you know helped just expand my myself and my brand through that mix and it just kind of evolves as i evolve you know yeah yeah it has evolved as you've evolved if you listen to all of them in a row it's probably like your career, you know, it's like this, oh, this kind of DJ, this kind of DJ. And, and like you said, yeah, you ended up getting everybody on there and Jazzy Jeff and Scratch Bastard and, yeah. and then going to getting party favor and yeah. And like, like that, right. I mean, guys like, yeah. And like, I had like nightmare on there when he had like, was just yeah. coming up, like all these big, you know, huge EDM acts like I've had on when they were like little babies, you know, right. To, to, to recently, like, you know, all the most recent one, like everyone's popping. Like the shit is just at the point where it's just like big dog after big dog and everyone yeah. kills it. And having the seven people who are, you know, popping in their own lanes, sharing it, it just spreads like wildfire. So right. I'm actually start with this downtime. I'm going to do, I'm on volume 11 now. So I'm about to wow. work on the lineup for volume 11. Oh, yeah, it's a great idea. I mean, and like you said, I think something important for DJs to get from that is like setting yourself apart and just doing something original and yeah. just putting your time to something that you think is dope really yeah. could lead to other stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Don't try to copy other people. Yeah, figure out just something different that'll make people that you want to fuck with want to reach out to fuck with you. You know, like yes. that's, that's what kind of blew me away early on when like I just did the first one and DJs I looked up to were like, yo, I want to be on that. What's up? I'm like, obviously. Like, I didn't even plan on making it a series. I was just like, I just wanted to do it one time. And right. here I am fucking 10, 11 years later. <laughs> and it's still fucking dope. Yeah. And like, the early ones, like, shout out to the whole DJ City fam. Like, they sponsored a bunch of the early ones. Oh, yeah. Like, helped press it up. And we did T-shirts. And they really killed it with that. That's so dope. Yeah, I remember. I, I forgot about that. So, yeah, shout out to DJ City, Beat Source, <laughs> for the, always supporting the real DJs. That's mm -hmm. sick. Well, I can't wait to hear the new one. I want to see who you get on there. Um, and what um, I know you have, like, you've ended up collaborating with so many amazing people. Like, you do kind of one-off collabs, and I know you, you're working a lot with snails now. Um, and you have a complete other side project called a thousand volts with red man. Yeah. Um, so, and you guys started touring that recently, which I'm sure is on hold now, but we'll be coming back, uh, yeah. at some point. I mean, what was that like when you first met red man and you were, and he wanted to work with you and was fucking with your music? I guess I'll, I'll just do the, 
the the story, you know. Okay. How'd you meet Red? Everyone, how'd you meet Red Man? How did this fucking happen? So the first song I ever did with him, "Turn Me Up," some. Um, originally, I did the song with uh, Jay Pissar from Belgium, and um, we had a just a sample. We sampled Red Man's vocal on there. I was just gonna put it out as a free release on SoundCloud, just like whatever, just like everyone did. Then I ended up getting booked for a festival in Croatia. And Redman and Method Man were, were headlining it. I was like, you know what? Let me just hold on to this, see if I could meet Red. Like, I didn't even think, I didn't even know what would happen if I even met him. I was like, I just want to just hold it and just see what happens. So they had an artist-only pool party, like, in Croatia on the beach. Fucking beautiful day, gorgeous. And I go outside. Redman's literally, like, smoking a blunt, doing fucking sit-ups on, like, a, on a cabana. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like what's going on here? I was like, I was like, fuck it. I was like, it's my time. I'm gonna just roll on him and just like introduce myself. And I'm like, yo, what's up? I'm JCO. I'm like from the states. I'm on the festival. This and that. He's like, all right, no doubt. Good to meet you. I was like, yo, I sampled you on this record. Can I play it for you? Just played it for him off the iPhone, like at the beach. And uh, he was like, right. He was like, this shit is rocking. <laughs> I was like, yo, uh, I'm like nervous and shit. Like, would you want to like maybe uh, like get on this and redo the vocals? He was like, hell yeah. Just gave me his number and his email right then. A couple months later, he knocked it out. I launched my label, Super 7 Records, off that single and did like put a bunch of money behind it. I did radio campaign. I did street teams at like various festivals around like from Lollapalooza to Hard Summer and just like really went hard red noticed that he's like yo people are hitting me up like you're really on your shit with people who like the song and your business is tight he's like send me some more beats so i sent him a whole folder and he hit me back the next day like yo i'm gonna write to all of these and i'm just like oh shit <laughs> but like you know you know people say shit all the time so i was like yeah I had a lot a lot of skepticism and then over the course of the next two years he would just randomly hit me up and like send me some shit over one of my beats and at first it was just like not what's up like he it was just you know it was just like you could tell it was kind of forced and then we hit a groove on a couple of records i was like yo this is the fucking vibe if we do a whole project on this style like this hasn't been done before you're a fucking rap icon if we do this shit like we could tour this and like really fucking kill it yeah and then we've just been building on it since then and it's been a bunch of years and it's kind of slow rolled a little more than i want but i mean it's like something like this we can't rush out it's got to be done the right way and Everything we've done has done well. Um, like on, on Spotify, all of our shit's crushing. We have a bunch of records in the millions. And yeah. Sun with one with 10, like 11 million right now. And, Super you dope. Know, we're just building on it and just like, we don't want to blow our load till it's like, blow our load. That's <laughs> fucking. You don't want to blow, blow your load and tell people to gobble that dubstep. Gobble it. <laughs> 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 But no, nah, like 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 you said, we started. We've we've actually only done two full shows for oh, like right. ourselves. Like we've come, like we did Red Rocks with Zed's Dead with our collaboration with them. That's and amazing. We, yeah, and that was obviously insane. But like this summer or last summer, we did two festival dates: Shambhala and Il Sanique, both in Canada. And I finally got to like build the Thousand Volts live set out. Oh yeah, like we got our custom visuals and just like everything fucking dialed in, and like it went incredible. Like the people at Shambhala said, like our set was one of the most talked about sets of the whole festival, and that's like there's like a yeah. hundred artists at this fucking thing. So that that was a great you know feeling, and since then like we've haven't done anything in terms of like performance wise. Right. So, so we we just like are switching agencies right now, working on new music because like we don't want to force it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You're building type, the foundation, kind yeah. of. You know. And it's also for the, for that type of group, like for where Thousand Volts is stature wise to where like me and Redman are as like as our own identities. Like, right. Like we can't come in and do a festival for four or five thousand dollars. It just it just won't work for what red needs for what I need. We got to bring visuals, people, lighting people, photographers, tour managers, like for a group like that, it's, you know, it's a bigger production. So we, we gotta, we gotta have the shit popping enough to where it's worth it for everyone. You know, right. like me, I, I, I roll out solo 
and just give whatever visuals guide my visual package and just like roll like that. But yeah, when I have red man involved, like I got to be very conscientious of how he feels, what's going on with him, make sure he's good. Cause for me, like I'm bringing him into these like EDM festivals where I'm, I can move around. I feel it's fine. your world. I'm yeah. fucked up. I'm just like this and that. But when red's there, I'm just like, I gotta be a different person. Right. Until he leaves in the car that I'm like, yo, Where's the drugs? Where's the booze? Like, let's go. But it's like, but it's like you know, it's something that has to be tempered the right way. Because you know, at the end of the day, Red Man is Red Man. If if he ever fucking sick of it, he's like, yo, I'm done, and like, it's done. Yeah. But that being said, he fucking loves it. Yeah. Like he loves the energy of these electronic shows, and we right now have two huge singles that are going to be coming out. Um, I guess I'll just. I'll leak it. I'll yeah, leak, leak it. it. Tell us. So, <laughs> Coming so to Beat the, Source soon. The, the first one is a collaboration with Snails. Oh, amazing. Um, it's called Shut Em Down. Um, I've been debuting it in sets, and if you catch me live now, I'll probably play it. Um, live? In, uh, you mean in a few months? <laughs> catch me live uh, in my bedroom. Uh, <laughs> nah, and then we have a record with Grammatic that's fucking insane. Oh my god! Yeah, he's doing a whole like a blues meets bass album. Wow! And this shit is like it's like a blues sing along to a fucking dubstep drop with like banjo fills and shit. Like it's crazy. What? It's, it's really good, dude. Like I, I think that song is gonna pop off. The one with snails is just like, if you know snails, the shit is just like, oh, it's like the oh, most yeah. aggressive shit of all time. But you know, the both of them are super fire in that one, right? And we're also working on our follow-up EP slash album to the one that came out last fall on Deadbeats, Zed Zed's label. Um, so if you haven't checked that out, make sure you check that shit out. Yes. Fun. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> That's so dope. Um, I was like trying to think about all the different things you do, like have done and do. And it was like, I ended up writing like the longest list ever, but, (laughs) um, that's dope. Like all that stuff. And then like some of the, another thing I always see you doing not as much lately, but you still seem to stay up on it. It's just like your scratch sessions on your, you know, it was like, I don't know if you had a hashtag for it, like cut practice cuts, practice cuts. Yeah. And like, that's, that's amazing too. Like what, yeah, uh, I'm still doing that. Like I've been, I haven't done as much as I've like literally since Thanksgiving, I was on tour right. nonstop and that's ended cause we're fucking stuck at home. So oh I'm God. actually going to start during this time of quarantine. Yeah. I'm going to start banging those out like a lot more frequently, probably at least one a week, if so. not more. And you know, my, my whole theory behind those ones is like, do it for the real DJs who are like you no know, old JCO. And that's why I like almost all of them are like me flipping some hip hop shit into some electronic shit and just right. adding some sort of scratch element and technical thing to keep it funky. Yeah. Um, but it, those things pop off more than anything on my social media. So I'm really, fuck, I'm fucking up if I don't do more of those. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. Yeah, and it shows the EDM or whatever you want to call it, dance music community, like, you know, what you could do and what yeah, DJing is. Yeah. yeah. Like, a lot of these kids, like, you know, I'll have, you know, I'm playing these festivals. These kids are, you know, 18. Like, they don't even know what the fuck scratching is. No, I know. <laughs> let alone, like, like, half these kids, like, don't know who Redman is. I'm just like, do you not understand? I'm going to go with Redman, you fucking morons. They're like, who's that? And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, but it's like, as much as I want to be like salty old guy, it's like, you know, yeah, times are changing. But it's also kind of dope that I get to introduce one of my idols to a whole new demographic that, you know, Redman is just one of those guys that his energy and voice just translates anything he's on. So it's yeah. like, Anytime someone sees or hears them, they're like, that guy is dope, whether they know him or not. Like, of course. So it's just like, it's a slower process. Like, if I had done 1,000 volts with fucking Lil Yachty, I'd probably be, have like $10 million right now. But, you know, <laughs> I, I feel great about working with Redman and just like, I mean, growing up, he's literally, Muddy Waters, one of my first records of all time. Like, one, yeah. of, my fa- one of my favorite, if not top, top three of all time is now like one of my best friends that I talk to daily 
like red man texts me on thanksgiving like yo tell your pops i said happy thanksgiving i'm like what the fuck is going on here like why is even red man even thinking about my dad and me on thanksgiving but <laughs> like we're literally like homies like me and your homies at this point which is right still mind-blowing you know? that's crazy yeah why is red man thinking about me and my dad on thanksgiving <laughs> That's something, yeah, definitely never would have thought, along with never would have thought we'd be stuck in our houses doing <laughs> collabo, you know, video podcasts. So who knows? That's dope. But it's perfect timing for all that, dude. Like you're saying, do your cut sessions, make more songs with Redman. Like we're all going to come back so strong after this. And like there's going to people will be ready to party and ready to go. But like you know? for everyone watching this shit, like use this time wisely, like. Yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't have to work. I can't go out. Like, I can see a lot of people getting fat as fuck, right. doing lots of drugs. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm going to eat like a motherfucker. I'm going to smoke like a motherfucker. <laughs> I'm also going to work like a motherfucker. You know, you got to balance yeah. that shit out. Exactly. And, all, and if you could do it, you know, learn a balance in this scenario, like once you come out of this, like you should be able to do it even easier when you have right. other options, you know? Yeah, yeah. Pay it to be, be – have fun and, and, and not have fun, but like, and, you know, make the best of your time inside, but like be conscious of what's happening and try to learn from the experience as much as you can. Cause yeah, exactly. Like once we're back out, it's going to be even crazier than ever before. So I can't even believe this is real. Once we're back out, once yeah. we're allowed to go outside again, like this is <laughs> a movie. We're like literally living in a movie. We watch all these fucked up movies for entertainment our yeah. whole lives. We're like, this could never happen to us. It's like, crazy. It feels like a zombie movie sometimes yeah. when I go, and even, like, yeah. we'll go walk my dog with, like, my family, and you see people, like, older people, and they're looking at you like, don't come near me. Like, you're a vampire. Yeah. You're, you're zo It's like yeah. a zombie movie. Some of and even, even when the shit was just in China, like, I was, you know, I brushed it off. I was like, yeah, it's, the shit sucks for them, you know. Right. We'll be fine. We're America. We're always fine. Yeah, and then this is the first the shit, time America is not Once the shit fine. started hitting, it's like, dude, the amount of cancellations I, like, I had, like, that everyone has, but, like, certain things that were super important and monumental things yeah. for performances for my career, just gone. Like, gone, yeah. Will, will they happen again? Maybe when the shit's rescheduled. Like, yeah, I was supposed to do some shit at Coachella that's obviously postponed. Right. So who who knows whatever the fuck like Miami Music Week. I was gonna come out at Ultra with Snails and debut my new single and get that content, which is priceless. Done. Right. Fucking, you know, beyond the money losses, just opportunities. Right. Like, it's sad, but it's like, I know. What can what can we do? Well, it'll all come. Like you said, it's postponed. I bet you in October you're gonna have so much dope music. You're gonna be way more confident in your show, or whatever, and you'll go kill it at Coachella. Hey, the show's fire. I'm always confident. You know what I'm saying? I know. I'm just <laughs> your cuts will be 0.01 percent more precise. <laughs> um, no, but you'll be killing it in October. We'll all be out there. I hope. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, yeah, this is the craziest shit. What, um, and so you have your label, Super 7, you're releasing some of your music on there. Do you release yeah. other people's stuff on there? Yeah, too? well, over the last, like, year and a half, I focus on releasing more other people's music. Because at first, right. I just use it as a catalyst to distribute my own shit. When other labels are fronting, their just time schedules weren't working in my favor. Yeah. But last year, I released a lot of super dope up-and-coming artists, oh. which is, uh, just don't put out a lot of good music, but I'm also realizing like owning a record label is not profitable <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless you have a hit record, you know? So it's like, right. I might put a pause on that. Like it was definitely cool as fuck. And we have a great catalog and people still submit me music nonstop. Right. But especially in, in this time, I can't like really, you know, devote time and money into yeah. other artists <laughs> that yeah. are going to make it back. Right. But well, I, I mean, know, yeah, 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 go for it. Well, no, I was going to ask, like, just to go back a little bit, like, as we said, you know, you came up a scratch DJ, a tour DJ, an open format DJ, a hip hop DJ, everything. I mean, master of the mix, this, that you could do on master of the mix. You were doing the craziest, I mean, beyond open format, those challenges they had you doing were insane, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> so, I mean, like I said, in the beginning, I, I truthfully think like you could do anything. 
And I think I saw how you set your mind to becoming an artist and a producer. Yeah. What was like, is there any way to explain like the process behind that or what the decision making was or any type of thing that could help someone that's thinking about yeah. doing that? I mean, me, just basically my whole life and career, I've always been an optimist and just believe that I can do whatever the, do whatever I want. Like, like not do whatever I want, but like if I work hard and focus, like I can, because I came up in a family with, I'm the middle of three brothers, so everything's a competition. <laughs> yeah. So like I just have this ingrained sense of like, I need to be good at everything I do just so I could be my brother's. And right. it's kind of translated to my career and just like, you know, just being optimistic and willing to put in the work just cause like for me, like failing, like it like, you know, everyone fails at new things they try. No one's great at anything the first time they try. Right. But like having that determination, like if I try something like, fuck, I'm fucking trash at this and being like, all right, I need to put in this amount of work. So I'm fucking dope at this. And that, has translated towards you know every aspect of my career from battling to club djing to being an artist and producer it's just like being fucking relentless and like obviously i'm human like i get down on myself i i have doubts you know when other people are more popping than me or like x y and z and i feel like i deserve this and that but at the end of the day it's like everyone has their own path and it's like you got to put in the work to do what's best for your situation. And, you know, they say like, if you never give up, you'll like, you'll have success at some point in your life. And I still believe that even like me as an artist producer, like since I made that transition, I feel like I should be way more popping than I am. And a lot of people who I looked up to when I started have retired and basically quit the game. And that to me gives me motivation. Like I'm still here. Like I adapt. You know, like, yeah. also the fact that I came from being an open format DJ and playing every style of music, like, I'm not locked into just making trap or dubstep. Like, I can make a house tune, I can make a rap record, I can make a Moomba record in the same fucking day. Yeah. And, like, us as DJs, our ears are trained to know what's going to work in a, in a club or a show. So yeah. it's like, that's the upper edge I have on a lot of other artists, producers, beyond the skill levels, just the ear. Because like even in like you know I'm doing a lot of heavy dubstep and trap shit. Like I work and collab with like sound designer and super dope kids who like can make the craziest sounds, which is cool. But like, can you bring that together to a fluent idea that's going to translate to a crowd and fucking crush it? Where right. a lot of people struggle with that. With that's like what I my strongest you know production quality is just like knowing the end game, knowing how to get a record to the finish line. And that's, you know, what kind of separates me from a lot of other producers. Yeah, uh, that's a good way of putting it. I think that'll help people. And yes, you, you do know how to finish things, you know, finish songs, which I think is one of the most important talents in music production. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's dope. Is, uh, and when you're DJing these shows, I know you do those cut sessions a lot of the times on turntables, but when you're doing these shows, are you on turntables or CDJs? Um, these days I, I pretty much completely switch over to CDJs just cause every festival or like EDM show, it's like right. the standard setup is Pioneer 900 for CDJs. Now I could advance turntables and do all the shit, but these events are like DJ after DJ, like right away. And especially at a festival where there's like multiple stages, like I can't end the guy's set and then have a fucking seven minute changeover. I'm going to lose a thousand people in the crowd, yeah, you know, it's yeah. just like, and not to mention just like, you know, the sound quality is just not quite as crisp right. on, on, on the tables. Like I remember I did one show, I think it was in Hawaii and they had CDJs and turntables and I just queued up the same song on both and played them. And it was just so much cleaner on the CDJ. And I was like, I can't sacrifice that for like the three dudes who want to see me fucking scratch. Right. You know, but I then know. I, I train, I train myself to, to learn how to do all the cuts that I would want or need to do in a live setting on CDJs. Right. So I still cut my sets and I also like, I don't do a whole stop, look at me cut thing. Like I always, basically the times that I scratch during my sets are like on buildups, you know, so I could go crazy, go yeah. ham, get as quick as I want, as hectic as I want. 
And the people who know what it is is like, oh, shit, he's doing that. But it doesn't take away from the kids who have no idea what's going on. Right. And just like, like if you, like if I'm at a rave and I just stop and go pop, pop, pop for like fucking seven minutes, like kids are like, what the hell? Like it's skipping, you know? It's like, (laughs) so it's like, you know, it's, you know, for club, for any type of DJ, like scratching and showcasing, like just those type of skills, it's like, you got to do it tastefully and there's a time and a place for it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like add in that percussion and, and yeah. make it your musicianship yeah. shows show through rather yeah. than like, look at me make for it, this sound that only yeah. I care about. Make it, I make it more rhythmic and just within the music than on top of it. Right. That makes sense. Dope. Oh man. All right. Well, we, you've said a lot. We've talked about a lot. <laughs> what, um, you have any other, like music stuff you want to talk about, like that's coming out or you just kind of like people can um, find you. Well, where can people find you online? I'm sure you're going to be posting yeah. when it comes out, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, at JCO on all socials, J A Y C E E O H. Okay. Um, got, got the re- Rima remix coming. My next single after that is on Kezo's label. It's dope. called, it's called uh, showtime. It's really dope. I got like a Bruce, Bur- Bruce buffer style, like wrestling announcer. Yeah, do the shit. It's fucking epic. Wow. And then, then I have an EP on Slugs Music Snails label, and then the Thousand Volt singles, and I'm working on a million songs right now. So it's gonna be a full year of tunes. Oh. Um, so definitely look out for that shit. Thousand Volts is about to fuck shit up in a major way once yeah. we're allowed to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Dope. All right. Well, yo, thank you for coming on the Twenty Podcast. Yeah, shout I appreciate to you. it. Yeah, shout to shout to the Beat Source fam, DJ City, the whole squad, all the all the DJs out there, man. Mad love, keep your head up. We'll get through this. Um, make sure you download my music and play it, motherfuckers. <laughs> yes, I know. Any last minute <laughs> advice to everyone out there? I mean, just like he said, you know, utilize this time wisely and just make yeah. the best of it, man. Right I mean, apply like what I said about just like my career and determination and being positive. Yeah, to get through this Corona shit, like it's the same yeah. thing. It's just like exactly. know, know that you're dope. Know that you have what it takes to get through it. Fucking figure out something new to learn and to add to your repertoire. And when at the end of this, you're gonna come out a better person and better DJ. Yeah, well said. All right, yo, JCO, the Twenty Podcast, Beat Source. I'm DJ Spider. Thank you guys so much. Check back. We're gonna be doing this weekly. We're we're stay on it, maybe even more. We got so much time on our hands. So, uh, thank you to Beat Source. We'll be back next week with uh, music and interviews that matter to DJs. Thank you. Peace. Peace. Ah.